This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm-hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. (laughs) You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Everybody, it's Nick Layton. And I am Leah Bonema. And we had so many great questions from you guys in the wilderness. Ow! Oh, that was. <laughs> I went a little longer for Halloween. That had heft. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so we had so many great questions from you guys in the wilderness that we have a bonus episode. So here we go. Our first question. <laughs> first one. <laughs> I mean, quote I had a peacock appear at my house after a two week vacation. I don't know how it got there or who sent it. How would I, in theory, thank the person who gave it to me? Also, Nick sent me a picture of the peacock. (laughs) Yes, so this person also sent a photo of the peacock whose name is Freddie, I believe. I'll post a link to it in our show notes if you want to see Freddie the peacock. Very handsome peacock. I mean, very attractive. Yes, yes. I would be delighted to receive this as a gift, I guess. (laughs) So my first thought is, is this a real question? (laughs) I don't know. Are we really, are we getting questions for people who had a mysterious peacock gift show up and they don't know how to write a thank you note? They're like, is that what's happening here? I don't know. I really, this one is, how do we know it's a gift? I feel like we are being pranked. I think we're being pranked. Yeah, I think so. However, we will approach this sincerely as if we're not and we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. How do we know it's a gift? Well, how would one know? What if the peacock just decided it liked this person's house and made its home there? Well, our letter writer is asking, how would they thank the person who gave it to me? So there's an implication that there was some gifting happening for which thanks is required. But they don't know how it got there or who sent it. True. Well, I guess we're just presuming that peacocks don't just show up. They have to be delivered. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So then I guess you would have to do some pretty heavy research into peacock delivery services and find out. True. Could you find out who dropped it off? Was there an Uber drop off with a peacock? And then go backwards. I see. I think that this is, I guess, kind of like the wedding gift that you receive and the card fell off and you don't know who it's from. And I think we use that approach. I mean, I think that's that's how we approach this. (laughs) So first, I think we would try and, you know, sleuth it out. But I would think we have no idea who gave you a peacock. So then I think you just have to wait for the gift giver to approach you and be like, hey, did you receive any 
birds. <laughs> and then you're like, which one? Did you maybe like get any birds delivered? Just want to make sure it arrived. And so that person would want to see like, oh, did you get this thing I sent? Because they would presume that you didn't know who it was from, which is why you didn't write them a thank you note. Like that's what that person is thinking. Like surely they're not rude and forgot to send me a thank you note. They didn't know I sent it. Maybe could this person post on Facebook, hey, did anybody out there send me a peacock? I think that would be fine. Yeah, I think you would get the word out at a certain point and be like, hey, I got a peacock gift from somebody who gave me a peacock. Want to thank you. So let <laughs> this, me know. The more we repeat it, the more I really think that we're getting. But then I went into this whole YouTube video rabbit hole where I was like, well, do peacocks fly? I mean, how far do they fly? And so they kind of flutter. They definitely can move, though. But it's not like they're flying like long distances. So I feel like whoever gave you this peacock is nearby. I think this is a, a relatively adjacent gift giver. Well, they could have driven it over. <laughs> they just drove over, dropped a peacock in your yard, and then drove off. That's what okay. I think happened. I see. It could also be an escaped peacock that was maybe being held in a house nearby against its will. Uh, yes. Given the choice, I believe that this is not a gift. This is just a random peacock in your yard. Yeah. But I do think if it's not, you can uh, throw it out on social media. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Maybe ask the neighbors, did you guys see anybody dropping off a peacock? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Did you send them a follow-up question? Uh, to the letter writer? Yeah. No. What am I supposed to follow up? Be like, are you lying? <laughs> no, be like, <laughs> I don't fully understand the scope of this question. I mean, what's to not understand? Somebody gave me a peacock. <laughs> there was no card attached. I want to know how to thank the person. That's it. I don't even know if you can gift a peacock. Oh, you can gift anything. Anything can be a gift if you put your mind to it. What if this person doesn't know how to take care of a peacock? Well, not all gifts are good. <laughs> so. I almost feel like this is like a are we sure this is a gift or is or is somebody trying to punish our our letter writer? Oh, is this like equivalent to a horse's head in the bed? Yeah, but this think? is like th <laughs> letting they th this person know that they think they are peacocking too much. Oh, metaphor. Because what they're doing is they're giving our letter writer so much responsibility. You have to Obviously, you're going to have to do some heavy research on a peacock. Nobody just knows what they eat, when to feed them, how to make sure they're happy. Oh, so you think that this is an enemy that has given you a peacock because your enemy knows that this will be incredibly inconvenient, that you'll be forced to Google instructions. <laughs> yes, and I think it's a statement that they think that you are a peacocking. Okay, okay. I think that's totally possible. I think that's uh, on the table. I think this is just a listener who happens to have a peacock and just wanted to send us a photo of their peacock. And uh, I think that might be it. It was also a very good looking peacock. I don't know if you've seen a lot of peacocks. I think they all look pretty good. No, some of them sort of look very weathered and <laughs> okay. like it's been a rough go. And I think we can all appreciate that. Casino 4 a.m. peacock. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just too many <laughs> slot machines, you know. All right. Chain smoking all night. Virginia <laughs> all Slims. All night. Okay. No moisturizer. Right. This peacock, mm -hmm. top of the line. It was a great peacock, yes. But look at the show notes. We'll post a photo. Judge for yourself. <laughs> so, wonderful gift. So, our next question is, quote, On several occasions at restaurants, we have been seated right next to another group when the room was rather empty. It's very uncomfortable to be so close to strangers when there are plenty of empty tables at a more palatable distance. But now we have to pretend like we can't hear their conversations and chewing and have to be extremely self-conscious about our own. 
How would you address something like this? Why do some restaurants choose to pack us in like sardines? It makes me want to light the breadbasket on fire in protest. Wow. Well, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Especially if it's a nice warm bread. Okay, so... Well, the reason they do that, the reason they'll seat people next to each other as a person yeah. who has done their time working in restaurants <laughs> is they're seating by section. Right. So they're seating because that waiter or waitress at that moment is getting the tables and they're seating in an order. Right. That's why it happens. And as a wait person, it's a lot easier to deal with two tables that are nearby so that you can like drop the check, fill the water, check in on ketchup levels, sort of in one swoop without having to like run around the restaurant to multiple areas. So that's what's happening. But I think that you can say, oh, may we sit over there? Yeah, I think you just ask. I mean, I think that's fine. And if you know this is a problem for you when you're making the reservation, ask in advance. Or if you didn't make a reservation when you're checking in, you know, request a table that's sort of isolated. And I think that's fine to ask. And if they can accommodate you, a restaurant will be happy to. But uh, yeah, I think ask. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. This was an easy one. Yeah. So much more straightforward than... (laughs) Than peacock gifts. Yeah. (laughs) Our next question is, quote, is it rude to post on the same social media platform that you did not respond to somebody on? For example, is it rude to share something on your Instagram story if you have unopened DMs? Oh. So just some explanations for people who may not be that familiar with Instagram. Instagram, social media platform owned by Facebook. And there's DMs, which are direct messages where I could like send you a private message just to you. That's a DM. And then an Instagram story is like a post, but they usually expire after 24 hours and, uh, you know, usually are something animated or video most often. So those are some terms. Now, what do we think? I think, no, it's not rude. So (laughs) I think my first question was, is the person writing us the one waiting on an answer to their DMs? Oh, I immediately assumed the other, that they were Ah. the person posting and they felt guilty. Oh, I felt like they might be the aggrieved party. No, you're you're totally right. They could be. The thing is, is that I have the same answer either way. (laughs) (laughs) That it's not. Because... Sometimes you're just going in there to post something really quick. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go into post for a show, but I don't have the emotional bandwidth at that moment to respond to everything in the DMs. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm just jumping in. I'm jumping out. Yeah. I mean, in general, I think the principle is we don't want to ignore people. Like we don't want to go so far as like you're actually actively ignoring someone or making someone feel ignored. So where that line is, I think, depends on what the DM was and the amount of time that's passed and what your relationship is with this person and how likely they are to feel aggrieved by this. So if you know that your friend always gets bent out of shape because it's 20 minutes and you haven't responded, then I think, I guess, know that about that relationship and maybe you have to respond. It's a very interesting thing. I'm a responder, mm. but I have noticed that I can't anymore all the time because then you could, with social media... You could spend your whole day responding. Oh, gosh. Because you write something and somebody writes something back. And then you write something and somebody writes something back. And I love communicating with people and I want people to feel heard. But you then get nothing else done. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, for me, at least, I don't have conversations over DM. DM is me just sending you something I thought was funny. And then you just double tapping it to give it a heart like. And then that's the end of our exchange. I don't think we're not making brunch plans over Instagram DMs. Oh, a lot of people are. But I guess a lot of people do have more longer conversations over DMs, I guess. So I am in the, 
I guess, minority maybe on that, that I don't communicate over DM. I'm an email text person. Right. I'm not like a DM person. Although the other day I was thinking like, can we just have a unified inbox for my life? Where like, regardless of how you communicate with me, it'll just like go to one place. And then I could just like have one place to deal with like all this communication. Wouldn't that be nice? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> to have just email, text, the Instagram DMs, the Facebook messages. It's like one place. So I see like, okay. Well, I know that if it's coming in from one place, it's probably work. If it's coming in from it, you know what I mean? Oh, I see. Okay, fair. Yeah, that's true. It's nice to silo. Never mind. Retracted. <laughs> so I guess it's not rude. And so if you feel agreed by this, you should just get over it. <laughs> I mean, I always want to- Is that the advice? I mean, I want to say something more gently than that. Oh, well, I'll say it that way. You say it however you want with like marshmallow gloves. Um, <laughs> can you imagine marshmallow gloves? It'd be so hard to get them on and off without eating uh-huh. them. I mean, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. You just said it. Not the way I would say it. <laughs> okay. But like, I guess how much time can pass? How many stories? How many days can go by before you're like, now you're ignoring my DMs? I mean, I think it really depends on how much you DM'd prior. What was the rhythm in the prior history? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Like, how well do you know this person? Well, true. Yes, that matters. Yes. And also sometimes in DMs, if it gets pushed down enough then it no longer says you have that many new ones. Oh, so if you're getting... Like, I missed a whole bunch. I hadn't seen them, and then I was flipping to look for a message to get information, and I I had a whole chunk that I had just never seen. I see, yeah. So I think it's good to practice that don't take it personally until you know right. that it's Don't take personal. it personally until they make it clear that it's personal. Yeah. And I mean, okay. I'm not saying that because I'm good at that. I take things personally that never had anything to do with me. So yeah. I mean, for me, like, you'll know if it's personal. I know that's, I appreciate that about you. <laughs> like, uh, well, you know. It's so funny that you thought it was the person, we thought it was different people. Well, I thought it was the aggrieved person because if I am posting my stories and not responding to DMs, then... I wouldn't be concerned unless I had a friend who then went off on me and was like, why are you posting stories when I have a DM that you haven't responded to? Well, I assume that that's what happened. That's what I assume. Oh, yeah. Either way, somebody has felt aggrieved. I also wouldn't notice if somebody had posted something and hadn't responded to me. No, but it's like in a previous episode where we were talking about like noticing that somebody had Facebook friended somebody else and like being bothered by that. It's like some people do monitor the changes and friend count or stories, or some people are very attuned to this. And they spend a lot of their bandwidth uh, observing the social media habits of others to their detriment. But how you spend your free time is not up to me. Well, it's not up to them either. They're being controlled by social media companies. (laughs) (laughs) It's the algorithm. Okay. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives. Then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right. Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person. Very confident mm-hmm. woman. Wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. 
now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets. That's right. And they're great. They sent us some sheets and I'm sleeping on their percal, white, of course. And they're crisp. They're cool. They don't sleep too hot, which is definitely the thing I do not want in sheets. So they're the perfect temperature for me. And I feel like coming into a new season, it's the perfect time for a refresh, right? You get new colors. You get new patterns. You recreate your whole sleeping space. Or you can switch the fabrics. Now, Brooklyn actually has fresh linen. And it's designed in Brooklyn, made in Portugal, and their wash linen is made with 100% European flax. So you can get the lightweight essentials necessary to upgrade your space for the summer from Brooklinen. So visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use code WOLVES for $20 off your order of $100 or more. Our next question is, quote, When is it okay to pay with $100 bills? I work under the table and often end up with bigger bills, but feel awkward to use them anywhere but the grocery store. Any insight? Gosh, when was the last time you used cash for anything? I mean... Right? What is cash? Yes, what is this? I think that when you walk into a place, you can always just ask. I feel like it's always fine to ask, hey, can you break 100 Yeah, I think in general, ask. You know, like so many things, just ask. Ask any nice way and don't be bent out of shape if they say no, but ask. Yeah. And if they can make the change, then they will. If it's like 20 minutes until closing and, you know, their drawer, they can't do it. Well, then they can't do it. Yeah. I don't think there's any harm in asking. But in looking at some online forums on this topic, people who work at Starbucks are very vocal about the number of customers who roll through the drive through wanting to break 100 and get very upset when Starbucks can't do it because usually they just don't have the change available. Uh, And they also have a policy that they don't make change, you know, just to make change. And so the number of irate customers that have come through like Starbucks stores where, you know, the staff gets the brunt of this animosity is a very common theme online. So just know that don't go into stores demanding people to break 100. <laughs> yeah, if they can't it's not make your change, right. they can't make change. Right. But don't feel bad for asking. Right. And also, I think important in the United States, it's important to note that a store is not obligated to take your $100 bill. It is legal tender, but they're not obligated to take it. Like a store can set a policy. So don't go in there like demanding something that's like actually not your right. Yeah, most people don't have a lot of change in their drawer. I, I don't get the f- a feeling that our letter writer is that way at all. I get the feeling our letter writer is the opposite way. Oh, yes. No, our letter writer is like super conscientious here. So, but yeah, when's the last time you saw a $100 bill? When is the last time I saw cash at all? Right? I actually used to love paying with $2 bills because there were so many times when you like leave a $2 tip or you need to pay in twos. And so I decided for a little while I was just going to like have $2 bills available. So I got them from my bank and it was very fun. Whenever you give them out, people are like, ooh. So <laughs> why is that so perfectly you? I can't even. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of recommend $2 bills. I mean, if you're going to pay with cash, it's kind of fun. You know, at a bar, you tip with $2, coffee, $2. Yeah, it was just fun. Yeah. I'm strange, I know. No, you're not Our... strange. It's delightful. It's delightful. <laughs> it's a little whimsy. It's just a little whimsy in your day. We could all use a little whimsy. So our next question is, quote, I just got engaged and my fiance and I are correctly planning on eloping next September and then having a small family reception of about 30 people in late fall. Is it rude to still have a wedding website with a registry if we aren't inviting people to a ceremony? Should we send out announcements that we eloped? 
we have a lot of extended family and friends who we are not inviting due to distance, pandemic, and the fact that weddings cost a bucket of money. Um, I think easy part of the question. Yeah, there's a couple different layers here, so let's just take it one by one. Should we send out an announcement that we eloped? Sure. Yeah, okay, people should know. Okay, especially if it's a surprise. I think it's nice to share with people. Yeah, you eloped, you send it, you put it on your Facebook, you put it on your Instagram. Sure. Just eloped. Yeah. We're so excited to share our love with you. Here are some pictures. Okay, yeah, that's and fine. And then send out an email to like your close friends and family. Why did you know we eloped? Right. Voila. Voila. Now, what our letter writer, I think, is getting to, though, is she would like a KitchenAid mixer. And she would like some (laughs) other things from a gift registry. And she would like to make it easy to extract these gifts from some people. That, I think, is trickier territory. I think that's tricky. I think you think it's more than tricky. Let's be honest. I think it's... (laughs) I don't love it. Yeah. I mean, because what we're supposed to do with wedding presents is not expect them. You should not expect wedding presents. And then when you get one, you're so delighted and surprised that you're thankful and you write a thank you note. And like we have that little passion tree. But we cannot expect wedding presents, especially if there's not like a wedding I'm invited to. So I think the registry link on the wedding website, that definitely feels kind of like an invoice. And it definitely looks like you are expecting some presents. I do think. And you are. I think our letter writer yeah, is expecting They presents. definitely are. And I do think yeah. there will be people who, like close friends and, and close family who want to get you a gift. Obviously, I think we all understand why people elope. They want to celebrate with them. What can I get you? Right. And then for those people, you can be like, oh, well, we registered at Crate and Barrel. So you can look us up there if you want. Like you could tell those people that. So you think make a, a down low registry. I like a down low registry because I think there is a world in which a registry is actually a very thoughtful thing for people like people who want to get you a gift, but they don't want to struggle to figure out what to get you. And it is actually convenient for them just to go on your registry, pick out some water goblets, have them ship it to you. And like, we're done. So that is a very thoughtful thing for your guests who want to do that. It's just when we cross the line into making your guests feel obligated to do that, that's where it gets a little trickier. So I think it is okay to have a registry. Registries are not inherently problematic. And then somebody asks for it, you send them the link. Yeah, and be like, oh, we were registered at these places. If you want to, you know, you don't have to. Obviously, we're just happy to share our day with you or whatever it is. But yes, I think we want to avoid making guests feel obligated. You know, it's like that uh, old Miss Manners phrase. A wedding invitation is not an invoice. So we don't want to make our guests feel obligated to like chip in. Perfect. And then as long as we're talking about announcements. (laughs) So this usually comes up for wedding announcements for people who like got married and then there was a bunch of people you didn't invite to the ceremony. And this is tricky. This is very tricky etiquette. And Miss Manners is very concerned about people who do this because it is proper. Like wedding announcements are a proper etiquette thing. But because they're so rare, they're often misinterpreted. And they are often interpreted as invoices for presents. So Miss Manners would just like to remind you that the announcement is only meant to announce the wedding, which means it's for people who do not already know. So definitely they're not for people who are already invited. They're not for people on Facebook who've already seen the news or that you work with. They're truly for people who might not have any idea that you got married. And then Miss Manners tells you that these people also need to care and also need to be delighted by this news. So like your niece's college roommate who you met once, she doesn't care if you got married. Therefore, she does not get an announcement. And then you just want to be careful like don't include a gift registry link. 
in the announcement. But that's like, not these people. That's not these people. I'm just saying in general. Right. Um, you want to avoid any presumption of request for gifts in your announcement. And lastly, you just have to send them right away, like the day after the wedding. You can't wait. So that's some Miss Manners advice for wedding announcements. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, good to know. Our next thing is aftermath. Yes, aftermath. <laughs> So this is one of our newer segments in which we go back into the time machine and we find out how to go. What happened? Aftermath. So for today's aftermath, quote, okay, remember me? Nana with the large house on the lake that my husband family invites themselves to for a week at a time without an invitation. Not only do I remember Nana, I've been thinking about this. It's popped into my head on a many an occasion. Remember I didn't want to be around for a week when a 50-year-old nephew with his family of five, plus their kids, plus their kids' friends, all came for a visit without an invitation right in the summer sweet spot of July? I went with Leah's advice and took care of myself and I left. It's enough work cooking and cleaning up after guests whom I do invite. Yes, my husband was there and entertained them all while I did a happy dance each and every day that I was not there. Unfortunately, our summer house seems to attract the relatives whose philosophy is what's yours is ours. And I'm over hosting their summer family vacations at our summer place when it's convenient for them. My only option after 30 years of discussing my feelings about this with my husband is to leave. Woo! And let me just clarify. She did not leave her husband. She just <laughs> left the house while there was house guests. So just to clarify. I'm glad that she feels like she was able to take care of her mental health. Yeah, I think this story, uh, this is the right happy ending. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, upon reflection, I think the advice I gave for this one was like, no, you're a host still. You still have to be around them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I guess just leaving is fine. <laughs> this one seems like <laughs> she's definitely was put upon. Yes, I think she definitely felt inconvenienced. So thank you so much, Nana, for following up. And thank you for sharing. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad you feel good about it. So if there's anybody out there from our past that you want to hear, what was the aftermath? Let us know. We'll track it down. Well, not our past. Oh, right. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Nobody from my past needs to follow up. Oh, definitely. I'm not interested in hearing what the aftermath was for a lot of things in my past. But any of our listeners. Yes. Our past episodes, I have yes. to say. Yes. So if there's any of those, let us know. We'll track these people down. We'll ask what happened. We'll report back. So you can let us know through our website, wereyourraisedbywolves.com. Or you can also send us your questions there too. And you can leave us a voicemail. You can send us a text message, 267-CALL-RBW. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm -hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. Okay. You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. 
And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives. Then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right. Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person. Very confident mm-hmm. woman. Wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. 